Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 1st, 2016. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and of course your host for Locked On Magic. We got a good show for you today, uh, kind of... You know, this show's going to end up turning bigger than than I thought than I thought it would be when I scheduled it. Uh, it is today is the Serge Ibaka show. I'll talk a, a few things about our expectations for Serge Ibaka and, and how he's performed so far this season, and frankly, how he's kind of disappointed so far this season, especially in light of uh, some some news that came out today with Victor Oladipo signing an extension with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll, I'll tackle. All that coming up on today's show. Uh, before we get into that, though, I do want to remind you that you can sub- sub- that you can subscribe to the podcast. Excuse me, there you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all those great places that you can listen to your, listen to podcasts. Uh, we're you know obviously trying to grow the brand a little bit, so you can also like us on Facebook. I post uh, the podcast there, of course. I also post uh, stories that that I'll be that I talk about on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I sometimes don't get to them immediately, so you can. Catch up on those there, as well as uh, podcasts from the other uh, the other great Locked On podcasts as well. Uh, for example, I'll probably be posting uh, Keith Pompey's uh, podcast with Locked On Sixers uh, for the Magic Sixers game tonight. Uh, and so you can check out a lot of great things there by liking us on Facebook and also by following us on Twitter at Locked On Magic for podcast specific things. Again, same same type of deal. I'll post uh, inter- some interesting links there. Uh, as well as uh, other things going on around the network, and so it's kind of a supplement to what you would get on on my Twitter account at omagicdaily and orlandomagicdaily.com. So, with that out of the way, let's talk about tonight's game. The Orlando Magic came home for a, a brief uh, little break, uh, and now they jet off to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia 76ers in what isn't a must-win game, but certainly feels like it. Um, you know, for Better or for worse, the Philadelphia 76ers are still considered to be, you know, the Sam Hinkie era. Sorry, Sam. Uh, the 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 Philadelphia 76ers of that era, of, of the last three years or so. They're still a very, very young team. I watched their last game against the Atlanta Hawks. They got absolutely blown out. They're still a very, very young team, but they certainly do have an influx of talent, and Joel Embiid is the real deal. He will play on Tuesday. They're... The plan for the Sixers right now is to hold off, hold out uh, both Okafor and, and Embiid for alternating games. So o- Jaleel Okafor will not play on Tuesday, according to several reports, and uh, Joel or, and Joel Embiid will play. So will be a stern challenge for the Magic on the inside. They got Dario Saric, who we saw play for Croatia during the Olympics. Very talented player. Still, I think, getting his fit in the NBA, uh, but I, I think that he will nail that down uh, pretty soon as well. Um, it's it's about comfort for him, and he I think he's he's had his struggles, and so he's he kind of recognizes how much work he has to do. Um, you've got a, a lot of really good, a lot of interesting young players, but to me, this is a team that 
if you were able to punch them in the mouth, if you were able to, to get physical with them and really kind of put them on their heels, they're a team that can get picked off. And I think for an Orlando Magic team that's really struggled uh, for the last for the, for the last week, that they've really struggled to, to set their identity, this is a game where they've got to assert themselves early on. That's not something they did. That's not something they really did against Miami. They were able to hold their own for a half against Miami. That's something they certainly did not do against Detroit, and certainly did not do against Cleveland. This is their opportunity. This is the first real opponent that they've had where you can definitively say this Magic team is better than the Philadelphia 76ers. So I, I, I'm I'm sorry, Philadelphia fans. You, I, I love Embiid. I love Saric. I like Okafor. I like Noel. I even like Sergio Rodriguez a little bit. This Magic team should beat the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers just aren't there yet. I mean, I, 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 I did mention to someone that I thought Embiid might be the best player on the floor. That doesn't mean the Sixers are going to win this game. That doesn't mean that they're, they've got the upper hand or, or they're the favorite. I think the Magic have to go into this game thinking, we've got to take it to them and take it to them early. Now, spirits were relatively high for the Orlando Magic at practice on to on Monday. Uh, it, it didn't feel necessarily like an 0-3 team. There's, there's still a fair amount of resolve, and, and certainly they know the sky isn't falling. Uh, Frank Vogel, you know, it was brought up to Frank Vogel that, you know, last year the Indiana Pacers started 0-3. In fact, Frank Vogel's Indiana Pacers were one of three teams uh, in the NBA to make the playoffs last year after starting 0-3. Vogel noted that uh, in his first year that the Pacers went to the Eastern Conference Finals and took the Heat to seven games, he started 1-6. So, the Magic aren't in panic mode. There's, they're, they're, they're still. They know that they're trying to gel. They know they're still trying to come together, and they've been, you know, dealt, you know, a, a reasonably difficult schedule. I mean, Miami. I think a lot of us sense they'll, they'll fall back. Uh, so, you know, that was certainly disappointing. And, and Detroit, though, I think everyone kind of recognizes Detroit could could be in the race, race for home court in the East. Cleveland's the defending champions. Those are two tough games. I mean, so it's not like the Magic are too far off anyone's projected schedule. I mean, I think if the Magic came out of those first three games, one and two, if, I think if we were sitting here in August or September and the Magic came out of came out of those first three games, one and two, people would be generally pretty happy. Um, I, I think that that's that's a, a reasonable expectation from from the fall. I mean, certainly the way the Magic have played has not been inspiring, though. And so the question is, if the Magic are going through the process correctly, if they're doing all the right things, if they're they're learning together, um, the only thing that's missing is winning while gelling. And so, how do they get this get that first win? What happens when they get that first win? I get the sense that this Magic team will benefit from getting a win. I think a win will help them kind of crystallize everything. And it seems like the team agrees. It's gonna bring everybody together. Uh, I think everybody's so anxious, you know, wanting to get out to a good start, wanting to do well you know, for each other, uh, trying to show what we can do. So uh, getting that first one is going to be big for us. That is Magic point guard Alfred Payton. He also, later on uh, during during our during our session with him on Monday, noted that it's kind of like a shot. It's kind of like a shoot. It's almost like being the shooter. Uh, you, you, the Magic have missed their first three shots. You see that first one go through, and then they begin to flow a little bit better. And and it was a message that was kind of repeated with Frank Vogel as well that, uh, you know, it, it it's it's something that kind of builds that kind of builds itself. And yes, you win that first game. Now you know there's a path to victory. You know how, what you need to do to win games. And once the winning start, once the winning starts, and this is what and this is what Aaron Gordon said. Now, Aaron Gordon said once the winning starts, 
they're just going to keep it rolling. Uh, so that's certainly the kind of talk you expect from a team. I mean, obviously, they're not going to say, oh, you know, we're, we're never going to win a game this year. And obviously, that's not going to happen. The Magic aren't going to go 0-82, knock on wood. Uh, but it, that's the kind of things you expect them to say. And, and I get the sense that this team is pressing a little bit. And, and I, I think I think Alfred Payton did hit on something, that, that there's a lot of expectation put on this team. Uh, a lot of expectation that many of the key players haven't faced before, uh, to be frank. Um and there is certainly the expectation that they will take things to another level, and they haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, I think once they get that first win, kind of get that off their back, kind of take, they can exhale a little bit. They can understand, okay, this is what we have to do to win. This is how we need to execute and play to be successful. Then I think that they'll uh, begin to take those next steps forward and and, and become a better team and. and Obviously, one win is one win, and, and I think it has to start tonight, frankly. It has to start tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers in a game uh, that the Magic should win. But when we talk about angst and we talk about players who you know the Magic are relying pretty heavily on, there's, I don't think, a player they're relying more heavily on than Serge Ibaka. Uh, as the news came out... Um, Monday was the deadline for rookie extensions and rookie contracts. The Magic had previously announced that they were picking up the the rookie options on Mario Hazonia, Aaron Gordon, and Alfred Payton. That's largely a formality. Essentially, it means that after next, that, that now Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton will play the fourth year of their rookie contracts and then become uh, extension-eligible next summer or uh, become restricted free agents in 2018. It also means Mario Hazonia gets the third year of his rookie contract picked up. So this is all... Normal stuff. C.J. Wilcox, though, did not get his option picked up. So C.J. Wilcox will become an unrestricted free agent. He was the 28th pick of the draft a few years ago. Um, he's getting his... He's getting his. He, I mean, this is his big opportunity, and obviously now he becomes an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So um, the Magic clearly did not see enough from him to bank on another year. But we can debate that decision later. But Victor Oladipo signing a new extension. It was essentially the same money as Evan Fournier. Eighty-five. I mean, Evan Fournier is eighty-five over five. Victor Oladipo got eighty-five over four. So a little bit more money, and 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 I think the the Thunder helped themselves out a little bit. And I, I thought they got a really good deal. I thought it was a very very fair deal, and it made me pause a little bit and say, well, you know, if that's what Victor Oladipo was going to get, you know, maybe that's something you could live with, and the Magic should have waited on him a little bit longer. That's a debate for another day. I have a lengthy article coming up on that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. But it did begin to make questions come out about, you know, what are the Magic really getting in Serge Ibaka so far? Three games. It's not a lot of games. So three games, small sample size. He's averaging 12.3 points per game. Grabbing 5.7 rebounds per game has less than a block per game. First time in his career, if, if this keeps up, of course. Less than, less than a block per game, first time in his career. Serge Ibaka is really, really struggling. And he's really struggling in the thing the Magic need him to do most. This is through three games again, so it's extremely small sample size. But his defensive box plus minus is minus 3.3. If you use basketball reference, let me explain what defensive box plus minus is. Defensive box plus minus is a measure that essentially says what is an individual player's defensive impact 
compared to an average player. So essentially, Serge Ibaka gives up, well, based on his defensive efforts alone, 3.3 points per 100 possessions more than the average player. He is 3.3 points per 100 possessions worse than the average player in the NBA. That's not what the Magic signed up for with Serge Ibaka. That's not the kind of player they signed up for. He's giving up worse than 60% field goal shooting at the rim. Again, this is not the Serge Ibaka they signed up for. And before we go anywhere with Serge Ibaka, before we go anywhere in discussing what his offensive role should be, what his defensive role should be, uh, how to use him differently or get him more possessions, because he is using more possessions. He's up at 19.9% usage rate, which means he is he has gotten the green light to shoot, and he's, he's shooting it. Not, if, not as effectively as you'd like, but he is shooting it. Before the Magic go anywhere, though, Serge Ibaka's got to play better defense. And I think we saw that to some extent in the fourth quarter against Cleveland. If there was hope for the way the Magic played on Saturday against the Cavaliers, it was a lot of the way they play defense, the way Bismack Biombo protected the rim. Bismack Biombo's been a lot better at protecting the rim than I think people give him credit for this year. He's giving up 20% field goal percentage at the rim so far this year. Obviously, small sample size. Serge Ibaka has really struggled. He's looked, he's looked more than a step slow. He's looked like he's been trying to do chase down blocks too much. He hasn't rotated well. He hasn't covered for his teammates particularly well. He's been a weak link in the Magic's defense, and that's one of the reasons they're getting pummeled in the paint. He hasn't boxed out well. He hasn't rebounded well. Uh, on offense, he's been a little bit of a black hole, but I think the Magic expected a little bit of that, to be honest. That's, that's a little bit of how he played in Oklahoma City, and he's got a little bit more of a green light in Orlando, and that's generally okay. I'd, I'd prefer to see him in some more pick-and-pop situations. I know there's some calls to put him more, um, get him popping out to the to the three-point line in the corner especially. Uh, I don't mind him posting up as much. I don't think his post-ups are as effective as they probably were last year, but they are also happening more frequently. How do you use Serge Ibaka is, is one of the big questions of this year. But... He can't go anywhere until he fixes this defensive piece. Because, essentially, the Magic traded Victor Oladipo because they believed in Serge Ibaka's defense. They believe that, despite his defensive numbers going down, Serge Ibaka was still a more than positive defensive player. 1.0 defensive box plus minus last year, that's been progressively going down that still provided 3.0 defensive win shares. And of course, in the playoffs last year, he had a 2.4 defensive box plus minus. So this is a guy who can still defend at a very, very high level, at a near elite level, certainly at a level greater than what he's given so far. And this is not to say Serge Ibaka is not going to turn things around. I fully expect him to turn things around. But he was brought in in many ways because Nikola Vucevic needed a rim-protecting four next to him. Essentially, for three years, Magic fans have said to themselves, you know, if Nikola Vucevic is going to work at center for this team and be the long-term center for this team, they need to find a rim-protecting four, like Serge Ibaka. So, now that they have him, what are those results? 
so far this year, the Magic are scoring 101.7 points per possession with Nikola Vucevic and Serge Ibaka on the floor together. It's about 120 possessions, about 60 minutes right now. So it's a, a not a huge sample size, but but a fairly good one. Uh, they're shooting a 45.7% effective field goal percentage. Obviously, the shots are not falling, falling, but they're still putting up a decent uh, offensive efficiency. On defense, though, that duo, Vucevic and Ibaka, are giving up 109.2 points per possession. Let me repeat that. Or points per 100 possessions. Let me repeat that. The Magic are giving up 109.2 points per possession with Serge Ibaka and Nikola Vucevic sharing the floor. I need that to sink in a little bit. Because that is not very good. And it just continues to show that the Magic defense is not playing up to snuff. You take Serge Ibaka out of that equation, make it Bismack Biombo. Let me run that stat here. This is all; these are all stats from NBA Wowie, fantastic website. If you don't use it, um, take out Serge Ibaka. You know, you take out Serge Ibaka, make it Bismack Biombo. The Magic give up 111.1 points per possession. It doesn't matter the combo the Magic use. The defense is really struggling. For for uh, argument, you know, for argument's sake. The Biombo Ibaka duo in 11 minutes has given up 157.9 points per possession. Obviously, 19 possessions, 11 minutes, not a huge sample size. It's all these are small sample sizes, so take everything with a grain of salt. But essentially, the Magic brought Serge Ibaka in to cover up Nikola Vucevic's defensive mistakes. And I actually think Vucevic has played fine defensively, he's gotten into better positioning. But the idea was Ibaka can help Vucevic with the, you know, when he gets beat, Ibaka's there to block the shot or to help when Vucevic is a little bit late in position. On offense, too, Ibaka's ability to spread the floor would give Vucevic more room in the paint as well as allow Vucevic to pop while still having someone on uh, down low. I've been big on the Magic running a lot of high-low sets with Vucevic and Ibaka, and we haven't really seen that a lot yet. They're, they're giving the ball to Vucevic and Ibaka at the elbow area uh, to, to, to pass the ball and, and, and kind of initiate the offense a little bit, but not a lot of high-low sets with the other big down-low quite yet. I thought we'd see a little bit more of that. But as much as we want to talk about this, as much as we want to get to how to use Ibaka effectively, and how to become a better team, it all starts with the defensive end, like I've always said. It starts with getting Ibaka to play defense at a high level, and a lot of that's just kind of on him. It's not the scheme. It's Ibaka's been late to spots. He hasn't particularly been active or moved very well, and I think he recognizes that. And I think that, you know, I think we saw more engaged Ibaka in Saturday's game against the Cavs. He was moving a lot better without the ball, streaking through the lane, flashing, flashing to to to, op- to open cutters and, and shooting more effectively. And I think his defense picked up in that fourth quarter. Of course, this is all hope that, that things are going to change. It's been three games, which isn't a huge sample size, but th- those three games have not been encouraging for Serge Ibaka. And I hope... He recognizes that and uh, 
looks to get better and looks to provide the leadership and the defense that, that the Magic gave up a lot for. As I note in, in the article that's coming out uh, later today on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, uh, where I kind of rehash and break down the Victor Oladipo trade now that, that Victor Oladipo's future extension is set, it's not a costly mistake. Yes, it, co- it costs you Victor Oladipo, which is a huge piece, but it's a, a risk the Magic maybe needed to take because they had a need that they needed to fill, and Ibaka seemed like a guy that, that could fill it. And I think he still can. I think I think the, the knee issue is still maybe bothering him, and that's why he's a little slow, but you know he's got to trust it and, and, be, and go all out on defense. But... It's not a costly mistake because Ibaka can always leave at the end of the year. And and if the Magic let him go, it's that's more cap room to sign someone else. And they've got a rim protector in Bismack Biombo, and they can still make some moves. You know, I, I criticize Rob Hennigan all you want, and certainly there are some moves that he's done that deserve criticism. I think the Magic still have tons of flexibility, and I don't think that their future is shot uh, just because of the things they did this summer, which can very easily happen. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. So, I guess then the next question is, when Ibaka gets to this level, you know, how are the Magic using Ibaka? Is, is, is that maybe a clue to, to what they're doing? Well, looking at Serge Ibaka already, like I said, he's got 19.9% usage rate, which is near the highest that he's had in his career, if that keeps up. He's averaging 12.3 points per game, which is about what he averaged last year, which is disappointing because his usage has gone up. However, his field goal attempts have only gone up marginally. He's shooting 42.9% from the floor, which isn't great. He shot 47.9% last year. He's taking 11.7 field goal attempts per game. Took about 11 last year. He's, he shot roughly 5 for 11 last year. This year, he's shooting 5 for 12. So he's getting one extra shot at least. Uh, where those shots are coming from and, and how those shots are coming uh, is probably the, the interesting part. Obviously... It's very, very early. I think the Magic have used him a lot more in ISO situations and post-ups. Um, I think that um, I think that the team is still uh, still figuring out the best places for him, and, and certainly the team is is beginning to understand him a little bit better. Uh, the big thing, the big way that I think he was effective in. Uh, Saturday's game was was cutting off of screen screen and rolls. Um, he was very good at, at showing through the lane, getting down getting down the lane and becoming a big target. And, and the Magic need to to hit hit him with that when he gets there. He's actually I think been pretty good on the offensive glass too uh, when he's around the basket. Um, he's he's made jump. He's made a few jumpers. So I don't think it, 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 he's that bad. But like right now, everyone's finding some struggles and and everyone's finding it difficult to do very very simple things. Uh, for the, for this team right now. Um, obviously, the Magic want to use Ibaka to his fullest potential. I mean, like, I kind of have been joking around about this. I think the Magic are looking for an excuse to give Ibaka a max contract, and that's, that's, not a, that's not a small thing. That is a big, big contract to give. 
Uh, but I think the Magic are banking a lot on Ibaka. They obviously uh, spent a lot on him. Taking a look at Ibaka's shot chart, still the majority of his shots are coming around the basket. 9 to 15 at the rim. He's kind of spread out all over the place. Most of his, he's taken four three-pointers, it looks like, this year. Two of the two for two at the top of the key, over two from the right wing, none from the corners. I think that's something that does need to change. I think the Magic need to get him in the corner. He's take he's made a shot from the deep left corner uh, for two, but not for three. Um, it's just hard to get a sense of where Ibaka is trying to shoot the ball. I mean, it's it's been a lot of post stuff so far. Um, I don't think that that uh, I think that's an okay thing. I think it's okay to get him some post up looks. And try and let him go to work, but it's still very clunky. It's 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 clear it's not completely natural to him. Uh, pick and pops are still probably the way to go uh, to involve him offensively. Um, you know, just trusting him to make the right decision. And, and you know, Baca's got to pass a little bit more. He's got to be. He's got to trust his teammates. But that's kind of a general problem with the entire team so far this year. It, it, it's three games, so you don't want to read too much into things. You don't want to panic too much, but. Ibaka has been a a huge disappointment so far this year. He hasn't kind of been the catalyst defensively that the Magic need him to be. Offensively, I he could be a little bit better, um, but I think some of it's the way he's being used, not necessarily him, and he's still getting used to that new role. Uh, and I think the other, the final piece of this is the Magic. You know, are try, are still trying to figure out what they have in him, and, and the final piece of this is they need him to be the leader. They need him to step up on both on both ends of the floor, really, but especially on defense, and be the veteran voice that says, "This is how we did things in Oklahoma City. This is how we did things to be successful, and we've got to do things this way. We we don't have Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook to carry us. We've got to do things this way to succeed." Um, and you know who knows what's going on behind closed doors. And I think Ibaka found something Saturday, so we'll see what he does Tuesday night. But it's been a really disappointing effort from Serge Ibaka so far this year, and um, that is something that absolutely has to change if the Magic are going to make the playoffs and achieve their goals. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think Serge Ibaka. And his defense felt like a given. And it hasn't been so far. And if that changes, then I think the whole complexion of the team changes. If it doesn't change, if Serge Ibaka continues to struggle the way he struggled on the defensive end, none of it's going to matter. It's really that simple. I mean, I think Ibaka's struggles have been one of the big storylines of the first three games of the season and something that absolutely has to change moving forward. Okay, that's enough of me railing on Serge Ibaka. Like like I said, I I, I think it'll f- fix itself. I mean, the, the the number unless he's fallen completely off a cliff, uh which which I don't think he has. I think I think he'll round into shape. I think he'll round into form. Uh, and when that does happen, I think the Magic will find a lot more success and find things a lot easier to succeed and it you know, I think it'll start Tuesday night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Tip-off again is at 7 p.m. Be sure to check out Locked On Sixers with the great Keith Pompey uh, for the Sixers perspective and, and what they're looking at heading into this game. Uh, 
big game, obviously, for the Magic. I think it's a big game for the Sixers, too. They, they're winless as well, uh, so they could use a win. The Magic could use a win. So it's a, it, should be, it should be a fun time between two of the worst offenses in the league by offensive rating. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on Locked on Magic, uh, on Audioboom, iTunes, Twitter, and Twitter, not, not Twitter, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. I'm getting everything confused. It's it's it, 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 it's 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 been a long, long week of Magic Basketball. You can subscribe to the podcast, of course, on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Please be sure to give us a review on iTunes. We do appreciate the comments, uh, and the five-star reviews do help us climb the rankings so other people can know that Locked on Magic is the number one podcast for Orlando Magic fans, breaking down everything there is going on with the team, uh, both you know, small picture, big picture, everything. Uh, uh, that's that's what I aim to do. Uh, so uh, give us five stars and let everyone know that we're doing that. Be sure also to like the pot the podcast feed on Facebook. You can search Locked On Magic. Hit like. You'll get uh, some links to to articles that we talk about over on uh, that articles that we talk about over that we talk about on the podcast as well as the podcast itself every morning uh, after it's published. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic. Uh, we'll be doing our mini mailbag again this Friday following the Magic Kings game, so be sure to submit your questions to the mini mailbag. Uh, I'll be trying to do that every Friday uh, on the show, so uh, submit your questions to at LockedOnMagic uh, or using the hashtag LockedOnMagic. That'll do it for me today. I want to thank everyone for listening once again, I will see you all tomorrow after the Magic take on the Philadelphia 76ers for Locked on Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.